0: Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni. Welcome to Classic Love Line, episode 384 from March 18th, 1997, a Wednesday night show with guest Blur. Finally, Blur were last on the show in 1996 for episode 89 of the Adam Carolla era from January 31st. And just like that show in January of 96, this episode from March of 97 is a great old show. I didn't think we'd ever recover it. You know it's an old show when Adam fires up the reverb to yell at color. There's a reference to the horrible 1996 Dunblane massacre that happened at primary school in Ireland. There's a very intense call with Robert who had a golf ball sized brain tumor taken out of his head. And this is most likely the episode that earns Blur reputation for being a difficult band and pissing off Adam and Dr. Drew. This episode is incomplete just over an hour of the show. It's the only file that exists the official tape seems to be missing from the archive this is a fan recording and the best that we have towards the end of the recording adam tells a abbreviated version of the story of his friend philip the juggler and his dog who clogged the toilet with a rubber ball there's already been a better version told on the show so far and there are better versions in the future but for such a weird off night with the guests it's a nice change of pace and as per usual, it was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Cathwood on Current Day Loveline, 1 800 L O V E 191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One, there as well, and Podcast One.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get on. The
1: following program is a Podcast podcast1.com production. I mean
0: look at the future that's right phone on your forehead let me impart
2: some uh, knowledge here okay, okay. Uh, your ears are clogged but I'm gonna penetrate that thick skull of yours uh, where's the, uh, the damn reverb, Adrian uh, this is the voice of your future uh, I look back and I, uh, I laugh uh, with disgust and disdain at, at you and your 16 year old antics oh if only you'd acted the way uh, you uh, wait a minute Who's? am I the future all right, I'm, I'm gotten a, a little confused here. Adrian. Yes. You'll never regain this period in your life. Please do not squander it, uh, floundering in the depths of your own insecurity. Go forward, set a precedent for your life, and everything after this will be easy.
1: Okay.
3: All right. Go get him. And by the way, that lack of caring that you have, Adam, is a sign of uh, gradual central nervous system degeneration. Well, <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah. I was hoping it was something physiological. It is. Oh, good. It's it's anatomic disruption of your normal architecture. (laughs)
2: Listen, I never had normal architecture. I know, that's true. Thank you. I'm the um, the, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright of uh, (laughs) architecture. You're flattering yourself. Well, I mean unconventional, please. But this is an interesting point, and this is a point I'd like to get across to a lot of the people we have listening. Um, You're very pent up when you're young. You're constantly concerned with uh, what people think of you, how people are going to react
3: to you. Yes, but remember, you're still trying to resolve, in adolescence, you're still trying to resolve leftover stuff from your parents, your childhood, and God knows what the hell they've done to you. And that's the stuff you're still trying to slog through in adolescence. Right. You don't care as much anymore because you've resolved a lot of that stuff. Right. But when you get older... Or or in your case, repressed it severely. Right. Uh, Okay. Are you done with the
2: pot shots? Please. No, Uh, I'm just getting started. Don't make me... I'll start on you, Drew, and you're not going to like it. No, I will. The point is, is you look back and you have regrets. Because it was all so simple. Why didn't you tell off that gym coach when you had a chance? Uh, Why didn't you ask that girl out when you could have? You know what I'm saying? Uh, this show is about getting people to do that now. Claire, 24.
4: Hi. Um, I'm seven and a half months pregnant, and my husband used to want to have sex all the time, and now he never does.
3: It's good. And one of the cruel facts of nature is that women's sexual drive tend to go up late in pregnancy. Is that happening to you? Yeah. Yeah. And guys sometimes aren't into it. That It's not... I don't know that labeled label it as normal or abnormal. It's just some guy's taste. Really.
2: You labeled me with uh, Fiona Apple. You two jumped up and gang-raped me when I said that I would... Uh, there's a certain point when a woman becomes mama, yeah.
3: I think. And uh, then that it's is like your, having that, sex with mama. Yeah, that is, that is, So, so <laughs> what that, you're, in your mind, uh, your wife can never have kids then. Or right. if she does have a child, you'll never have sex with her again.
2: No, because uh, then once the kid gets old enough, uh, then she's no longer mama. So how old? Then you, then how, you have, how, how, yeah, how old? old. Yeah, good question. How? Um, they have, just right after he's born and out of the room. Not fifteen. No, not fifteen. <laughs> because then Mama starts looking a little uh, like Grandmama. Yeah. yeah. All right. yeah they really? Oh no, she's no. pregnant. She'll go insane. Yes. You're right. Don't don't do anything. Don't uh, cut out the baby or anything. Just no. I was just making a joke, Claire. Just a Women joke. Women are
3: very vulnerable. I understand? Hormones
2: are, are raging at this point. Uh, Claire, here's the situation, and I swear to God I can't be the only guy who thinks this way. You have this huge, uh, thing in your belly that represents his child, and when he has sex with you, it's almost like, uh, he's in danger of hurting his own offspring with his penis. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is. Yeah. And, and there's a whole psychological thing that Please. goes along with that. Please, uh, I think th- you've been very literal about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess I am kind of mechanical, <laughs> but... It, it, uh, all right, I, I, I got to find out if I'm a weirdo or not. Hold on a second, Claire.
3: Yeah, okay. You see a woman... There's got to be a better way that, to ask that question.
2: You see a, a slender, uh, beautiful woman, and uh, you look at her as a sexual being. And then you see a woman who's uh, seven and a half, eight months pregnant. And in my mind, she is... Uh, being, being pulled out of the ranks of the sexual available and
3: is now That's a very mother. very medieval, though. <laughs> it mean, is. I you mean,
5: you, you sound like a, uh, a
3: radical, you know. Well, let's each you give... You wait, like wait, wait. Like wait, wait. Let's give, give your personal opinion about it, Though though. Is, is it attractive to you? Alex, is it attractive? Yeah, well, I mean, it's
5: not stereotypically attractive. I mean, you don't see pregnant women... On the cover of Vogue, do you? Very no. often. There are certain magazines, they're all, they're magazines. Yes, I know, Damon and <laughs> <laughs> No, no, wait a minute.
3: Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, did it on Vanity Fair? Uh, yeah,
5: think oh, um, about yeah. um, Demi Moore. Demi Moore did. Yeah. Never fancy her, though.
2: Yeah, but th- that was kind of a, a, a goof, in a sense. Or it's not something you see all the time. It's not like, uh, hey, we're having a cattle I've, call I've, for pregnant I've, women. No, we're doing it, a cover. I think but, uh,
5: it's attractive.
2: I agree. Sort of
3: I agree. As well. Damon, you think it's attractive? Yeah. Wait, I, give Adam that point of view, too. Bigger pussies.
2: <laughs> I thought he was going to work the outie belly button angle, but uh, he's working the crotch angle.
3: No, no, no. True. no, no. Is that true? No, no, no.
5: Bigger so. pussies. What did you say? What did he say? breasts, you know? Oh, breasts.
2: What did you say? What'd you call breasts? Bosoms. Oh, bosoms. Bosoms. <laughs> oh, for Bussies. Christ's sake. Yeah, put that up. and Let me hear that again, Engineer Mike. If you can, uh, uh, bosom. That, <laughs> that was uh, that was Adam West Batman. By the way, I thought he was talking about. No, All right,
3: he was talking about bosoms. Because I was when they asked him to repeat it. <laughs> oh, I see.
2: All right, yes, bigger bosoms. I'm all about that. But it's all relative. When you uh, when, you're, when your abdomen is extended right. farther than your you, bosom, right, how guys. big can your bosom right, be? Here's the deal,
3: though, is that women are extraordinarily vulnerable at that stage. And they are really... It, it is a beautiful feat of nature. And it really, there's something very appealing about it. And let's not to screw you, it up with our penis. Y- That's all I'm no. saying. To you who are is so frightened by the whole mama aspect that a, a woman becoming a mother is a is a horrific transition to you psychologically and that's what sort of turns you off right For so those men that have those residual issues it's going to be tough but for most men it can be something to cherish all right all right well, so no. claire you'll be fine <laughs> okay i did it claire
2: uh-huh. yeah uh, you'll be fine tell him uh, drew said it was safe
3: it right. is safe, too. That's the other thing. It is and,
2: uh, Drew, here's my favorite joke. Uh, how long can you have sex uh, with a woman while she's pregnant? What do you mean how long? How, how far into the pregnancy?
3: Before it's coming down the birth canal. you got All the go, way up to it. Yeah.
2: So, uh, I've said this before. If she's having a C-section, <laughs> you can be right on top of her in the operating room.
3: Is that what you're saying? In, in uh, your boobville, maybe that's the way it'll be done. <laughs> All right.
2: Uh, are we going to play? You want to play a song now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, You queued up there, Engineer Mike? Uh, This is uh, new from Blur. It's off of Blur. It's called Song 2. Song two off of uh, Blur from Blur, their fifth CD uh, Blur's in studio, and we'll be back with more Blur after this.
6: To this day, I am surprised when I'm asked to sign a lady's bosom.
1: Oh. Love Line will be right back. Oh, yeah. love, uh, oh. Oh. Yeah. love line will be right back after we kill the singer. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs>
4: Imagine going on stage without any guitars or keyboards, drums, or a microphone and being expected to roar. Tough, right? It's the same with our teachers who are using their own money so students can learn. DonorsChoose.org is a charity that helps teachers get what they need for students to succeed. That's why Staples is donating $1 million to the cause.
7: Join Katy Perry and donate at staples.com slash make roar happen.
1: Because sometimes you need a little fun with your sports. This is not a sports show.
0: This is a me show.
1: The Steve Zabin Show from Yahoo Sports Radio.
0: Sally, how soon before Scott's daughter Instagrams her?
1: Sports talk with fun and frivolity.
6: Are you out of your mind? I'm not talking about a sports show. God, I sound terrible, don't I? Ugh, excuse me. Hello and welcome. Take three.
1: Listen to the Steve Zabin Podcast on Podcast One. Just search Zabin. C-Z-A-B-A-N.
8: I got carried away. I'm very sorry. We'll
2: number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam parole that is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician, an addiction medicine specialist, and uh, Damon and Alex are here from uh, Blur, and uh, the rest of Blur will be in here uh, during the uh, shift change in about uh, 35 minutes or so. Um, the hell business I want to take care of, Matthew Sweet on Thursday. Uh, just want to uh, respond to a uh, article that Drew brought in. Where's this article from,
3: Drew? Somewhere in Arizona, but it was somebody we interviewed with in Kansas City. All right. Now uh, here's
2: why you uh, can't believe anything you read. Although um, that's why I never read. Actually, uh, thank God I never learned to read. Yes. I was uh, never uh, misled this way. Uh, anyway, it's an article about the show, and uh, it says uh, Adam Carolla, longtime Los Angeles disc jockey. And bachelor, uh, long time Los Angeles disc jockey. That's curious because I've uh, l- let me think back, uh, Drew. How many shows have I uh, ever hosted? One. One. This one. Uh, this one. And by the
3: way, you're not disc jockeying on this show either.
2: No, but I'll uh, I'll I'll let that one slide. A long time Los Angeles disc. I've never worked in radio. Yeah. I got into radio a year ago. Yeah. What is that? Why are they always wrong? The press is
3: always.
5: Do you guys always, get a lot of that? that does, a fairly minor kind of it is detail though I'll no
2: i'm not I'm, not I'm not offended by it but it's just uh, sort of underscores the point that uh people talk sh- <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> they're inaccurate
5: many times well you read something about yourself and you think oh no one's gonna believe that you imagine this though uh, we we say do what one interview at the beginning of a of a, a sort of, of an album's life in england and then it gets it gets um service to every single country in the world right sort of eight months later you arrive in singapore and you know it's just it's kind of just mutated into a completely different thing and then everyone in singapore thinks that you're kind of um basically everyone gets it that's right. What I'm saying.
2: Right, you do one interview, it makes the rounds, it gets yeah. there well before you do. Yeah. And uh w- people believe what they read. And
5: Absolutely. I don't necessarily but, I mean, blame, I think, I think Britain has got one of the worst reputations for sort of bad,
2: you know, journalism.
5: Yeah, really. It our, does our, it. All tabloids are appalling.
2: But you got to be behind the whole page three uh, three girl, <laughs> don't you? I mean, I mean, uh, you as know... As long as the pictures are good, who cares? You, you know it's uh, quasi-dicey uh, journalism when right in the middle of the paper, hey, there's a big busty topless chick. I I,
5: I don't say well, it's a we bad have, thing. We have daily papers devoted to that. Oh, you do? Yeah. They come out
2: every day?
3: Yeah, it's called a right, Adam,
2: Adam's moving to Britain. Uh, all big busted... Uh, yeah. they like the big breasts <laughs> in, Europe, in 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 England, don't they?
5: Um, Not as much as America. Big and ones, you, small and You ones. invented the implants.
2: That's, that's what I say. God bless America. That's why this country is number one. That is one of the
5: worst things about you don't America like that. is the breast implant, I find it.
2: But it, you got to admit you thought it was cool ten years ago when only a handful of women had a handful of uh, breast implants. I didn't really
5: sort of register that. I just thought they had
2: big t- But don't you think it's gone out of vogue because everyone is now into it now and by the definition, whenever anyone does enough of one thing, it sort of drops out of popularity?
5: It's not so hip as it was, is it?
2: No, no. Now there's the whole. It's just mag- so anal as well. You don't, you don't agree with that? What if a woman has very small breasts? Would oh, you think I, it's a good I like idea? That. Oh, you do? Yeah, I don't mind that. Okay, you're out of here, Alex. Go, take your beer and leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what name is that? L- Lucena. Yes. Is that your name?
9: Yes.
2: All right, you're seventeen. Oh
9: yes. Um, actually, I'm going to be finding indulgent for a moment. Um, I like to speak with Blur. Um Hello. Ah, sorry. Um, basically, uh, I love all your records. I have them all. And um, Park Life inspired me to read London Fields and all that good stuff. But um, I was curious, are you going to um, return to Northern California again?
5: Um, well, we're going to San Francisco on Thursday.
9: Oh, really? Ah, crazy. Where Are you going to the Warfield? Um?
5: Uh, Fillmore.
9: The Fillmore. Okay, because I heard about it, and it's sold out, and I was curious if you're going to return again.
5: I uh, think we're going to come back in August.
9: Oh, yes. really? August? Ah, oh, tremendous. But that
5: might be a secret.
9: Okay, I won't tell. And, um, <laughs> basically, I, I've I've just purchased Blur, and I think it's brilliant. Oh, it, it's different than the rest, but I think that's sort of something that the other records were lacking, because, I mean, I got sort of sick of hearing about, like, transvestite bank tellers and all that.
5: Oh, well, that's good. But, um... I'm pleased you like it.
9: <laughs> but, um... Uh,
5: What's just, your problem? Sorry? or Or is that not really what you called for? She's, well, she's not. I mean, no, just want to compliment the band. Oh, well, that's great. No. Thanks. Um, I don't
9: really have. Pride. I just want to talk to you. You get very little press in the United States, and after like buy. Six
5: it will magazine. all change very soon. Will it?
9: Because you're yeah. going to take the
5: world by storm. Well,
9: you know, uh,
5: I'm kind of not bothered about that sort of stuff. <laughs> oh, Taking I the world by storm.
9: Um, on on a theme from Retro. What does the man say at the end of the song?
5: Uh, actually, that that's that's um from a, a, a bar in, in Los Angeles which we're going to tonight uh-huh. there was a conversation that, that we had with this kind of really stereotypical
9: well he's saying something about like I don't know what he was he saying exactly I was sort of trying to figure
5: it out he's saying um, what's he saying again what is it
9: something about machinery or equipment You're the or only
5: something. genuine people in here tonight uh oh what is that device there Oh. okay. There you go. Okay. That's what all right, Lucena.
2: <laughs> yes. Ah, this is tremendous. I'm
9: sorry. All
2: right. Uh, uh go camp out for those uh, Blur tickets in August.
9: Oh, I, I live
2: sort of far away, so. Okay. Well, bring a jacket then.
9: I will then.
2: Okay.
5: Okay. Thanks for calling, darling. Cheers. <laughs> <is.
2: laughs> uh. All right. I'm sorry, Drew. Uh, Stuart, thirty-seven.
6: Hello. Hey. First of all, like I said, I think you guys are great.
2: Okay. Who was well, or Blur?
6: Uh, you guys, Drew. Adam. Now, Blair's good, too, though, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. I don't know much about him. But anyway... (laughs) uh, (laughs) It's a day. It.
2: Which one of you is I Actually, I forgot to ask that.
6: Uh Go ahead. What's up? I I suffer from, uh, I don't know, lack of better terminology, what I I think is called rooster chest. And uh, basically what this comes from is I grew up in a very dysfunctional family with an abusive father and there was there was violence involved and and a lot of anger and stuff you know Uh and i didn't know how to deal with it Uh you know i I was young and how did you deal with it uh it it was really kind of weird i i I spent a lot of time on a river a certain river where my father took me and, and i did a lot of fishing and stuff and it was really a beautiful place you know and and something happened there one day and there was boundaries that I was only supposed to be on a certain section of the river and I crossed this boundary and went upstream where I wasn't supposed to be and I witnessed uh some people who were in the river there was divers and stuff and they were recovering recovering uh two two bodies from from the river and and it was like the first time I had ever faced death you know Mm -hmm. how old were you uh this is like uh 13 14 all right okay and uh and there was things going on at, at, at the home that weren't right, you know, and and I didn't know. I, I knew that situation scared me, you know. I mean, I, I knew it wasn't right, and I was, and I knew I shouldn't have seen it, and I was out of line. I couldn't talk to anybody about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And and anyway,
3: uh, did you hurt somebody?
6: No, no. What happened? I just I just witnessed these these people being recovered from the river, okay, and I found out right. later that that it was. Uh, like, this Ted Bundy had, had killed these people. Right. They came to find out later, and I found out later and stuff, and it was, it was a terrible thing. And, and there was violence around me, too, and I didn't know anything about it. And I Stuart, was what here.
3: are you getting to for us tonight? What can okay, you do Okay, what for I'm you?
6: getting to you tonight is that uh, I didn't know how to handle that. And it was like a week after that happened, and, and there was violence in my house. My father was very angry with my mother. and Was your and, dad drinking? Uh, I don't know at okay. that time. Uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I just know that there was violence. My mother had, like, fallen into the laundry room, and my father's over the top of, him, top of her, and, you know, it wasn't good, and I was scared, and I had all this happening, and I, and I jumped up in between him and my mother, and I said, no, don't hit my mother anymore. You know, I mean, I was upset about it. That's appropriate. And he stopped, you know. He, his eyes got all big, and, and he stopped, and, and he didn't do it anymore. Good. And so I jumped up, and, and I, like, had this rooster thinking. I mean, I, I was loud. You know, and I was...
3: So that's where you first learned how to do that.
6: Yeah, and I was imposing. So you You get in a lot of fights and stuff now? Uh, no, I don't get in a lot of fights, but, but when violence is around me or, or something that I'm fearful of or I don't understand, you know, I will, I will, like, get the rooster chest. You'll jump in the middle of it. And, 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 and show that this is not something that you want to do. Okay. You know? Right. What do you do for a living? Uh, I'm a carpenter. Oh, really?
2: Yes. Because I've worked with these guys my whole life. Uh, Do you have guns? No. Oh, really? You just kill people with hammers? (laughs) No. All right. uh, Stuart, what do you do? Framing, finish? uh? Uh, Start to finish. Oh, really?
3: Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Could have used this guy a couple weeks uh, ago. I
2: certainly could have. All right. Stuart, you you have uh, sort of a chip on your shoulder.
3: Okay. Uh, no, but, but it's it's an interesting. But it's a good chip. Yeah, I mean, a, at least it
2: started for a good reason. Yeah. It was nice. You're courageous enough to stand up to your abusive father, uh, but now it's turned into a lifestyle. Yeah. And I imagine it's affecting your relationships.
6: Well, that, that's my problem. My, my my real problem right now is that this person that I really care for and stuff. Uh, we've had some problems with communications and stuff, and, and and I feel like I have had a rooster chest, and. I asked her if she's afraid of me, or if she thinks I would hurt her, or or an- or her animals and stuff. And she tells me, "No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not afraid of that. I just don't like some, the way you act sometimes and I, uh, that you've made."
2: I, I, all right, but Stuart, don't feel bad about your rooster chest. I myself have a baboon ass. Okay. Um, so we all have our crosses to bear. All right, but Stuart, Very red and bulbous.
3: Stuart, the, the issue in your relationship is probably not so much the way you defend against crises, which is really what you're talking about. I mean, you get involved in these, these sort of critical inter- interactions amongst people and throw yourself into them and try to break them up. It's probably more a function of how you relate to other people in relationships just by virtue of having been in such abusive family circumstances. I mean, you can't come through that kind of a family system without being severely injured character logically in, uh, in terms of emotional makeup,
2: and in terms of emotional makeup, discovering bodies uh, never a good thing.
3: Well, it really well, isn't. But, it, well, but uh, having I don't vivid care memories. how
2: much you want to argue with yeah. me, you'll never convince me but, that discovering bodies is a good thing yeah, but
3: at thirteen. That and having vivid memories about it and unresolved issues about it, and then all this this anger and chaos that sort of erupts out of it. Uh, you know, the problem here is that there's no way you could be anything other than abusive in relationships, or Create abusive relationships. You're either going to be abused or create abuse in some fashion, because that's what that's what relationships are to you. That's what you act out. Yeah, and if and, you're a guy, you're going to do the abusing, yeah, and if you're a girl, you'll well, be the abuser uh, typically. And uh, and so you know that's what you've seen, that's what you know, and that's undoubtedly what you're doing to your girlfriend. So it's not so much that you that you are are puffed up in a crisis. It's that in general, you probably are. Pretty unempathic, non-empathic, dear girlfriend, and probably fairly abusive. I and mean, look at that, and look at those behaviors, and see if you can really try to put yourself in her position whenever you're sort of uh, behaving in one of these ways that you call the rooster chest.
2: All right, so you know what you're doing. You've intellectualized it. Now you got to start living it and changing it.
3: Yes, and we'll be back with Blur.
4: All of my most sensitive areas were inflamed.
1: Really? really? Love line. will be right back to deal with inflamed sensitive areas.
3: Do is get eVoice. That's yes, what I, I need to get eVoice. Yes. Here's what you do. If for all your business calls, it's hard to look professional and get anything done. eVoice is a better way to connect with your clients. Get your own toll free number. It's a professional greeting. Dial by name directory more. Transform any phone into a business phone. Customer calls are sent wherever you are: home, office, beach, bar. Ah, yeah. I like the, the dungeon. The two. Uh, mm-hmm. right now my listeners can our listeners can try evoice free 3 days again a free offer how do we do that I don't know plus $5 off each month that's under $8 a month that's ridiculous for this service it's a professional phone service Oh, come on now don't put this off hit pause go to evoice.com and set up your free trial enter promo code ace for an additional mm-hmm. $5 off per month forever That's evoice.com promo code
10: ACE-A-C-E. If you listen to podcasts, you probably already know that one of the most listened to podcasts in the nation is Adam Carolla. But you may not know that Adam is currently being sued by a patent troll, claiming that they filed a patent years ago, stating they control the distribution of audio files over the Internet. On the face of it, it's pretty outrageous. But the risk is real. If Adam loses this suit, then all podcasters are at risk. If, like us, you've already contributed to Adam's podcast troll defense fund, well, thank you. But know this, even though the patent troll has stated in the media that they do not wish to pursue this case, they reserve the right to refile at a later date, which is why we need this decided now. Here's a way that you can continue to support the fight that'll cost you absolutely nothing. Go to this show's page at podcastone.com and click on the Amazon banner. Then, every time you make a purchase at Amazon, a portion of that purchase price will go directly towards fighting this patent troll. That way, you can help Adam fight against this frivolous lawsuit and help us all save podcasting as we know it. Three, one, Phone number
2: for Loveline, 1-800-L-O-V-E-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. Damon and Alex are here from Blur. Graham and Dave will be in here in a few minutes. And uh, don't argue with Drew about drugs. No, they, no, they, uh, the, the great thing about arguing with dr- uh, to people about drugs
1: arguing, is... I was just...
2: Um, discussing Yes, uh, bringing up a point. It was, you're, an, you're an intelligent guy. The problem is that uh, Drew s- sits with his nose buried in literature about this stuff that you're talking about all day long, and so he mm-hmm. throws something back in your face. <laughs> and it's good to argue about drugs, or at least debate about drugs with people that are high, because, what they, have no, because they have no comeback.
5: Well, and
2: yeah. uh, true over here he's never done a drug in his life, but yeah, so, uh, so claims but, to know more about it than anyone uh, <laughs> on the planet. And uh, here's the situation. There... It, I think, because we are talking during the commercial uh, with Blur about legalizing it in, um, in the U.K., and, uh, and um, other problems that we have here, such as gun control and stuff like that, uh, mm-hmm. ever since they, uh, this incident in, what was it, was it Ireland? Gun blind, no, Scotland. Scotland, uh, where some guy basically got an assault weapon, he walked into a, like a preschool or... Kinnabur, or
5: kid, yeah, primary school.
2: And how many people did he kill?
3: 30-something? Yeah. Uh, no, it wasn't yeah. that many. Yeah. Like, yeah. it, was like,
5: it was most of a, of a classroom of infants and a teacher. Pretty yeah, which was about 30 people. Bit of a mess. It was 30-something. It was horrific.
2: And uh, so they've said uh, over there in uh, the UK, they've said, okay, no more salt rifles. And... Uh, here, yeah. we've had many incidents as well, and we're laying down the law by saying... Um, give the police more assault rifles. <laughs> See, we have a little different approach here, yes. Uh, you guys uh, would say, uh, let's get rid of assault rifles. We would say, uh, we've got to give the kids weapons. <laughs> uh, Defend them, if, if, if some of those uh, preschoolers had had their own weapons, oh uh, perhaps armor-piercing bullets, and maybe uh, some body armor, uh, granted, problem. a few of them would have died, but the ones that weren't hit initially could have returned fire. And I think that's the argument we would make here in the United States. <laughs> okay, and as far as, as far as drugs go, it's, uh, we all know, you know, you can read all your literature, some of it uh, I would label propaganda on marijuana, and spew out uh, how addicting it is and how this propaganda. and how. Yes, yeah, so a lot of the stuff you spew out about marijuana is uh, completely false.
3: It really is. Wait, you must not take that position because I only am telling you what I observe in a daily setting dealing with people addicted to that drug. That's all I'm reporting. I'm reporting. That's all I'm doing is reporting my observations.
2: You're reporting a segment of society yeah. that has lost control. Yeah. Yes. A very, very small uh, pr- proportion uh, that represents uh, this uh, pin, uh, the head of the pin mm-hmm. of the marijuana people that have <laughs> lost control. Meanwhile, I hang out with guys that toke out every day and have held their jobs, held their relationships, and hasn't, hasn't uh, significantly affected them. Yeah. Uh, much like Yet. people that have a few beers every night. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, eventually they'll die, <laughs> uh, but so will you. <laughs> Drew, And when you go, uh, you're going to take all that drug use. Uh, that's what, on your deathbed. You're going to go. I wish I'd done crack just <laughs> once, just once. That's what Drew. That's going to be la- Drew's last uh, words. Is where's the crack?
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, uh, Patrick Twenty, you're on Love Line with Blur.
9: Hi,
11: oh, hey, uh, hi, Adam. Hey, Dr. Drew. I-, I love your guys' show, and uh, thanks for very informative, very entertaining. Thanks. But I'd like to talk to uh, Damon and Alex tonight. I saw you guys in Chicago on Saturday. Yeah. I just want to say you guys played a great show. Thanks. And I know Graham's not in the room, but I was hoping he'd do. You're so great, but that's all right. Um, I want to say I like, I love you guys' new album. I like the new sound, and even though you're not using brass and strings, you guys still sound great. Jeez. Um And I know you just played here a couple of days ago, but do you know no. like, when oh, yes, you'll be back? August. August? Yes. Oh, really? Oh,
2: yes. Oh, wow. I was thinking
5: I was going to have to wait another year. Or no, 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 no. We're, we're, we're probably, um you know, we're going to make an, an issue of America this year, I think. So all you'll right. be in
2: San Francisco and then in Chicago. Uh, You're no. calling from Chicago, uh, Patrick? Yeah, yeah. In August. Oh, wow. Okay. They're also going to be in uh, Japan. Oh, all right. Um, and uh, Australia. Australia Belgium, S- France, Sweden, Norway. All, uh, all in August. Thailand. And, and uh, all uh, about the middle of August, so... I'll make the rounds. Okay. And yeah, I, why why don't, you, uh, why don't you follow the band around on their tour? <laughs>
11: <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Uh, I just, and I just wanted to uh, thank you guys for putting your uh, chords in the CD jacket with the lyrics because my band uses them all the time for covering songs. Oh. Uh, so I well, just wanted to say thanks. Was that it's your
2: intention? It's a pleasure. Hmm? All right, Patrick. All right, thanks uh, Patrick, do you sing in the band? No, I play bass.
5: Okay. All right, so you don't get the <laughs> chicks. Alex gets of the Bass players get the chicks. Singers get the money.
2: <laughs> well, and then when you have the money, you can go out and buy some women. Uh, Patrick, yeah, uh, keep going with the band. All right, thanks. And uh, start making your own music. Quit ripping off Blur. <laughs> I All right, thanks. Uh, All right. Robert,
1: 27. Howdy. Hey.
3: Hi. What's going on, Robert?
1: Well, in November, they did to take a tumor out of my head. Take most of my right temple lobe. Uh huh. I had quite a few side effects beforehand.
3: Uh huh. You had seizures.
1: Uh, yeah, severe seizures, three to four a day. Uh-huh. Grand mal. Okay. But um, on top of that, being left handed, and taking most of my right temple lobe out. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to teach me to read and write and mm-hmm. do a lot of that stuff all over
2: again. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Hold on a second, Robert. How much of the uh, temple lobe can one do without? Temporal lobe.
1: Temporal. Um, well, according to them,
3: I mean, you could have. Well,
1: I guess um. <laughs> Less than what they thought.
3: <laughs> I because mean, yeah. They
1: told me more than likely after my surgery I'd probably be a vegetable because being left-handed, my right temple lobe controls most of everything.
3: It's lang- language. It, it's, yeah, it's, all the language. That's the dominant uh, hemisphere and so language and whatnot is in there.
1: Right. 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 And because of where my tumor was in my temple lobe, yeah. it was um, in, in the canal between the two lamp- right. temple lobes, but oh. it attached itself to the right temple lobe. Right.
2: right. Uh, uh, I don't want to get too graphic here, but Drew, yeah. uh, how did they get at that? To, uh, they have to remove uh, the yeah, skull.
1: Yeah, yeah. They removed a three inch by five inch yeah. piece out of my skull.
2: Oh, that's way too big. Uh, <laughs> how much? How many pieces are your skull? Is your skull in? Well oh, that you saw it. You, you drill in and you connect the dots and you pull it up. Yeah, uh, but here's what I'm saying: is is your skull like you know it, it's how one uh, big piece. Uh, plate tectonics work? Uh, where yeah, it's like it's a, it's a, you got the, the the crust of the earth, but the, then you have these uh, yeah.
3: How many sutures you are you're asking? How many, how many fault lines are there? they are fault lines
2: running through uh, things. Oh,
3: God. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, uh,
2: draw, the, draw the thing. And then what, yeah. what do they do? I mean, they drill out where they connect,
3: and then they oh, pull no. the thing off? Oh, no. They just drill where they need to go for the tumor. They just uh, it They oh. told me the stuff that
1: they use, and it basically was a regular air-powered cutoff tool.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, hydro, um, hydro, uh, pneumatic stuff. Right. Oh, stuff they use at, like, the uh, body shop.
1: Exactly. Like you cut sheet metal up with.
3: No. Oh, okay. Okay. All right,
1: man. I'll I'll tell you, it's real scary, especially being 27, having three young kids.
3: Oh, oh my God, you have three kids.
1: Yeah, and on top of that, um, I went to six doctors before, and because of where it is and me being left-handed, nobody wanted to touch it. Yeah, I bet. And, in fact, in three months, it went from six millimeters to a little bigger than a golf ball. Wow.
2: All right, I know you guys aren't on the metric system, but uh, six millimeters Mm -hmm. is about the... about the your size thumbnail. of
3: the tip. Yeah, your thumbnail.
2: Uh, six millimeters is a little smaller than a quarter inch. Right. I used to work at a European cabinet shop, okay, and yeah. uh, 26 millimeters per inch is uh, what All I do All right,
3: Robert, out. how can we help you tonight?
1: Well, for one, I want to know how common it is for people um, my age to have a tumor, especially one. Very rare. Um, the type I have is astrocytoma.
3: You have an astrocytoma. Yeah, astrocytoma. Are they giving you radiation now too? Um, hopefully not. I still have to wait. Uh, okay. It's a what? An a- astrocytoma. astrocytoma. The one uh, you
2: mentioned is the name of George Jetson's uh, dog, by the way, Robert. This is a different. <laughs> this is a different thing. All right, but you sound like you came through it okay.
1: Well, I came through it great, and the only way I can figure I came through it was because of the will of God.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, but uh, who put the tumor there? <laughs> I mean, you got to figure God in uh, on both ends of this one.
1: Um, oh, the de- I'm figuring God would deliberately make you suffer.
2: Hold on, producer Ann had a good point. The devil put the tumor there. That's right. And uh, it was the will of God that made you come through the
3: surgery? What are you doing I mean, for your when, kids? When
1: you get five doctors saying you have eight months to live at the rate it's growing,
3: what are you doing for your kids right now? What am I doing for my kids? Yeah, I mean, how are you? How are you caring for them? How are you preparing? them? Uh, my wife is doing a lot of it. Yeah, how is she doing? Um, sh- she has done great for it.
1: I'll tell you, if it wouldn't have been for her, I probably wouldn't have made it through the emotional state of it just alone.
3: How did this present initially? Just tell us how you figured out. Well, it started
1: with severe headaches at first.
3: Okay. And then what?
1: And uh, then it grew from there, and they got worse. How long did it take
2: you to get into the doctor?
1: Um, I had a fainting spell after the headaches started Uh, for a couple weeks. All right. And they rushed me to the emergency room from right, work. Well, they immediately, from the symptoms, thought it was an aneurysm
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: or um, spinal meningitis. Right, right, right.
3: Okay,
2: okay. All right, Robert, uh, you're <laughs> very courageous. Uh, good luck. Uh,
3: this is a... Uh, uh, I'd like to talk to his wife. If you guys want to maybe switch, see if Robert's wife is available, maybe just put her on the line. It'd so be interesting mm-hmm. to talk to her. I mean, that's really where the that's where the love line problem is, is right
2: there. But how's he doing? How? What kind of uh, tumor is this? It's not a good one. But they uh, removed it. No, why not? Let's just okay. Bro, we talking about that Robert on the line. Oh, I'm sure he's up to date on everything. Don't you think?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. All right. Uh, 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 how's the tour going, guys? Uh, good. Okay. Pretty well. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, my job is to make fun of people when they call in. But uh, the brain tumor, it's it's really difficult. I have uh, you know uh, reservations about making fun of anybody or poking fun at anybody who's had uh, part of their skull removed so that they could get at a golf ball-sized uh, tumor. But he was uh, this is pretty lucid, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, well, you, his if, vocabulary was bigger if, than most people in radio. If anybody radios, wants to know about uh, how... He really could get in a radio. He how, could still work
3: radio. How protein and variable the effects of r- injury to various regions of the brain can be. I can recommend a book called The Man Who Mistook His Wife for a Hat. Yeah, sex. Yeah, great book. He, wrote another, he just wrote another one. Don't forget the name of it offhand. Well, how do you know that book, Damon? Because I'm not an illiterate idiot.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was all wrong about the band. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> All right. Uh, well, uh, because I've just a uh, revelation, uh, attention. Uh, Damon is not an illiterate <laughs> idiot, and for that well, he must be. Well, I am,
3: Ash. I am, sh- Robert's wife is on the line. Oh, okay. All right. We'll talk to, right,
2: we'll it, talk to Robert's wife. Uh, Graham and Dave are going to come in, and then uh, maybe we'll have Alex and, De- and uh, Damon back, and we'll have uh, one big uh, uh, whack fest uh, <laughs> at the end here. We'll, uh, we'll pat each other on the fanny. Meanwhile,
1: as the faceless evil closes in on the hapless sleeping populace, across town in a shanty one-bedroom, an old woman feeds her parakeet. Come on, chirpy, have some cheese. You love cheese. Since when are you afraid of cheese? Love line will be right back.
8: Ah, Tommy John wear. Love me some Tommy John wear. Swap my entire underwear drawer out with Tommy John. T-shirts, underwear, underpants. My wife makes fun of me for saying underpants. I love this stuff. All of it. You, you won't go back. That, that, I, it's all I'm saying. Paul Bryan was ordering some today. He was talking to Gary and he was like, uh, I want it because Adam says you won't go back. You will not go back. These are revolutionary undershirts. Designed to be tucked in. They don't don't come slopping out of your jeans. They stay tucked in. No excess bunching underneath your dress shirts. Breathable fabric. They never shrink. You don't get the bacon neck look. I am telling you, try the Tommy John Wear, and you tell me that you like your old T-shirts better, and I'll slap you in the face and call you a liar. Go to TommyJohnWear.com. TommyJohnWear.com. Enter the promo code ADAM. Get 20% off your first order. It is unbelievable. They they gave me three of them to try out, and I sift through my drawer every time, and I ordered 10 more. TommyJohnWear.com. Promo code Adam. 20% off. You will never go back to what you're wearing. TommyJohnWear.com.
3: Hey, Dr. Drew. Yeah, Mike. I pretty much, uh, l- I never bought anything online in my life until I met my wife. And uh, now all I do is go to Amazon. Uh, Yeah, I buy pretty much everything on Amazon. And if you want to support somebody that has an affiliate relationship with with Amazon, you go to their website, you click through the Amazon banner, and at zero cost to you, Amazon shares some of the purchase price with the affiliate. Why are you being so nice about it and saying somebody with an affiliate relationship? You're right, Mike. I should be more specific. Forget an affiliate, some vague affiliate. Let's go to Podcast One, where you can find the Loveline podcast, the Loveline page. Bookmark that page and just click through on the Amazon banner. located at the top of the homepage. You can even use the Amazon banner if you're in Canada or the UK. It makes it easy for all future purchases. Again, it is Podcast podcast1.com. Click on the Keep It Free banner to support Amazon and all the wonderful sponsors that make the show possible.
2: Uh, sorry about that, engineer. <laughs> All right, uh, Dave and Graham are in here from uh, Blur, the uh, second half of the uh, Blur tag team, and we'll be back in ten seconds.
9: This is Love Line on Radio Station.
2: KRXQ Roseville, Sacramento, we're the Rise Guys. Inviting you to listen tomorrow morning when we'll have frozen broccoli
1: taped to our nipples. <sighs>
2: All right, uh, Dave and Graham are here from uh, Blur. Uh, Damon and Alex have uh, stepped out for a um, uh, beer and a powder. Uh, how can you guys drink Budweiser, uh, by the way, after uh, being from England and enjoying all that great beer uh, there? You're,
1: speak- you're speaking
5: to the sober half of Blur.
2: Oh, okay. Are you guys uh, deliberately sober? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> are you both sober? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, how long have you been sober? Him for longer, me since June, for eight months. Four years for me, something like that. Oh, congratulations. Uh, yeah. Do they have all the uh, same 12-step programs and all that oh, AA and everything in England? I'm sure
5: they do. I'm sure I think it's
2: worldwide. Are you involved with that? No. You just did it on your own? Mm-hmm. All right, Drew says you'll relapse. <laughs> it, it, what do you... No, it's, you know, it's no big problem. It's
5: just, you know, a personal thing.
2: Right. So you weren't, um, what was it, booze or drugs or what was it? Booze, yeah. And... Addicted to haircuts, look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's all right. It's uh, it looks in today. Uh, I can't do anything with my hair. You want to see my hair? Yeah.
3: No. Right. No. <laughs> seriously.
2: Seriously. Drew, uh, cover for no, a second. Turn the other way. All right.
3: Oh, can't stand it. What is? Is it? What is that? Blind. It's a hair.
2: Oh, it's like a fleece. It's like an eagle. I have the hair of a black man. All right. And, uh, Let's get on with it. Yeah, give it back then. The body of an albino. All right. Uh, when we left off, we were speaking to uh, Robert. Uh, Robert had a, a very uh, serious uh, brain surgery. He had a golf ball-size uh, tumor removed from his uh, frontal lobe, was it? Temporal lobe. Temporal lobe. Where is that? Right
3: here. Right
2: here. How many lobes do you have? How many do Recipital, I have? Cipital, temporal, parietal, frontal, four? Four. Okay. Which one's, uh, what's the most important lobe? Frontal. A frontal front parietal. Par- 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 well, these, these are where you the, the,
3: Is there anything else there? No. I need? Is there anything? You, no. 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 Okay. All very important. Okay, and, uh... And, in fact, you, you would have, like, personality changes and things just from opening your skull. And if somebody were to do something like touch a finger to the surface of your brain, millions of brain cells would be destroyed. Is
2: it true that it's some very... of your uh, soul leaks out when you do that? Yeah, there you go. Okay, oh. yeah, that's it. I'm very uh, superstitious. Yes, indeed you are. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Robert uh, had this surgery. Uh, Robert seems to be doing remarkably well considering uh, what he's been through, but uh, the diagnosis is not a good
3: one. Right, let's hear it. Let's. We want to talk to his wife because they have three kids. We want to hear what's going on. Ro- uh, Charlotte? Mm-hmm. Hi, how's it going there?
4: Good.
3: right Ro- you know that? Did you know that Robert called us?
4: Um. Yes. <laughs> okay. H-
3: how How are you dealing with all this?
4: Pretty good. Really? Doing real good.
3: Yeah. Better uh. now. <laughs> it's what better now? Mm-hmm. Why is that?
4: Oh, just in the beginning, it was all scary.
3: Yeah, I, I imagine it would still be pretty scary, no?
4: Hmm.
3: And you guys have three kids. Yes. How old are they?
4: Seven, five,
3: and four. And is Robert going to get some radiation? Is that the next step here?
4: Um. We're not sure. We're still waiting. I don't, I don't think so. What is it you're waiting on? Um, they're running more tests.
3: To see what?
4: To see if it was cancerous.
3: So you don't have a, you don't have a cell type yet, huh?
4: Mm-mm.
3: How long does that take? He said astrocytoma, though. Is that not, not accurate yet?
4: Oh, yes. That means it's not right.
3: <laughs> well, no, that means it's pretty serious. Astrocyte. Uh, what is that? Is that a form of it's, cancer? It's a, it's a tumor. I mean, it's an astrocyte tumor. It's astrocytoma. Well,
2: no doubt. But uh, they removed the tumor, and now they have to
3: biopsy the tumor? I don't know what, what kind so of they test. they
4: already did that. What
3: kind of tests are they running now? Charlotte? Yes? What kind of tests are they running now?
4: I don't know what kind of test. we just, um, they ran a few tests, like, um, the EEG. Uh, Charlotte? Yes.
2: Are you uh, are you nervous? Or are you in some form of denial? Or what's going on?
4: Oh, I'm just a little nervous.
2: <laughs>
3: nervous of being on the radio. Yeah. All
4: right.
2: Uh, all right. Well, that's fine. Are you, you, can you get you have,
3: over are that. You have friends or family to support you, that sort of thing. I mean, how are you dealing with all this?
4: I do. Um, we have lots of family that comes around and helps, and uh, okay. we go to church, and that really helps. Our pastor is really good with that.
2: Okay. And uh, how's the uh, what do you call it, the prognosis? I mean. Where do you where do you go from here? He's not getting radiation?
4: No. Treatment? Mm-mm.
2: And why not? Uh,
4: they think he's okay. They think he's, you know, out of danger.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That for the, uh, you all right with that, Drew? I'm not treating these folks. I don't know what... I, I don't... I, it's not appropriate for me to comment since I don't have the actual facts. All right. You understand? Yes. Uh, and uh, I don't want to say anything that is going to be overly optimistic or really pessimistic for it's not fair to robert or charlotte all right uh they need to be real clear they stay, charlotte stay with them for a second but to be real clear that you communicate specifically with your physicians ask all the questions you possibly can write everything down make sure you're here and understand what they're telling you mm-hmm. okay yeah it's great that you have the support of the family we just I, I really you know you're sort of the love line caller here not robert and robert's doing good he's okay and he's he's not, he's out of harm's way at the moment and he's comfortable you're sort of it's all sort of falling on your shoulders and that's why I was interested in talking to you I mean take care of your kids be good to yourself stay connected with your family okay Uh huh. alright Charlotte okay all right. good luck thank you bye alright all right, let's keep going
2: alright you don't trust the uh, diagnosis of the doctor though Drew
3: uh, no I, I don't know what, she, what the diagnosis is I don't know what uh, she knows and doesn't know I, I don't know what. All right. you know, I need a lot more information no it's a, let's put it this way anything goes on inside your head it's a bad thing Anything. If, even, it's, even if it's not a totally benign tumor, it is a very bad thing. Okay. Josh, 21. Yeah, um, I was wondering, I know
7: there's such a thing as an LSD flashback, but is there such a thing as a methamphetamine flashback?
3: Not really. Why? What's happening to you?
7: Well, it seems, uh, especially if I'm at work, if I'm doing something really repetitive, you know, and working real hard, I seem to have, uh, I seem to feel almost as if I'm on on the drug itself.
3: Do you get panicky?
7: Um... Well, not really panicky, but, you know, I just feel, uh, just the tweaked outness, the, um, kind of shaky. You're paranoid? Uh, a little, and I even, I even seem to have trouble getting to sleep at night on those days. Where do you work? Uh, I do construction.
2: Oh, all right. Uh, what kind of construction? Drywall. Okay, listen. Uh, you, your your mind is bound to play ter- tricks on you. You do piece work or you work by the hour.
7: Uh, I work by the hour.
2: All right. Uh, this is the world's worst job. Uh, drywall. I used to hang drywall. Uh, you you have a few choices. Um, you're either uh, schlepping the drywall from wherever uh, the drywall truck dropped it off or you're just hanging it piece after piece after piece, uh, screw after screw after screw. It is uh, thankless, repetitive, uh, back-breaking work, and your mind is bound to go other places.
3: How long ago did you get off speed again?
7: Uh, how long have I been off it?
3: Yeah.
7: I've been off speed for, I think,
3: a year and two months now. All right. Are you using anything else right now? No, I've been... It'll be a year on the 1st. Congratulations. All right, the deal is that uh, cocaine and speed, sometimes you can get uh, panic attacks. It's pretty good with cocaine. It's very common, and the panic may not begin until years later after you stop using the cocaine. So you may just be having sort of these episodes of, of panic, really, or anxiety, and uh, you feel kind of charged up and sped up. Uh, but, in fact, it's really more a reaction of anxiety. There also are some people that get... Manic depressive illness. They usually develop it while they're using, and it can sort of come on again later on. But you're not really describing that either. So. Hey, Josh. Yeah. Tell Drew what Dunnage is. Dunnage? Yes. Weed. <laughs> right.
2: What's Dunnage? You're not a real drywaller, are you, Josh? What? No. What's what?
7: No, I am. Seriously.
2: What's what? Do you mean by Dunnage? Dunnage is uh, what they put the drywall on when they stack it. Those little broken pieces of drywall.
7: Oh. Yeah. I'm not in, I don't do the stacking. It's already
2: stocked when we get to the house. All right, Josh. I don't know. He should, is that the greatest word in the, wor- in the world? <laughs> Dunnage?
5: That sounds very Anglo Saxon, not it? I don't even know what drywall is, actually.
2: Uh, that's what you guys, guys would call uh, lath and plaster. Uh, JP. Hey,
11: what's going on?
2: Hey, what do you call drywall in England? Hold on, JP. I have no idea. You know, know like idea. wallboard. Oh, plasterboard, I suppose. Plasterboard. Right. Oh, okay. Um, JP. What's going on? You're man? 18. Correct. What's your question?
11: Oh, uh, I, don't, I don't have a question. I called you last week, Drew. I have a problem. As I told you, I have a severe problem with crystal meth. Doing about a half a gram to a gram to a day, and uh, I've been staying off of it. I've stayed off of it since the night I talked to you.
2: Right, I remember this. Right, you right. You don't remember this, Drew? Go ahead.
11: And uh, I met this girl. I, I've been going to a twelve-step recovery program. I, I assume you would know which one this is.
3: Right, and I'm sure you, you also recall that no no new uh, relationships for at least six twelve months. Exactly. Well, I didn't meet a girl. Oh, wait a minute. What kind oh. of program is that? Pardon? No relationships.
11: No relationships. S- period. No sexual interest whatsoever. None. Anyway, this girl. She was. She's very attractive extremely attractive I did not know what to do with this girl she's absolutely gorgeous and I went back to her apartment and I I know I I should be able to say this over there she wanted me to defecate on her period uh huh I found it kind of repulsive but I didn't know what to do so I left
3: good okay that's that
11: what do what do I do this girl's 31 years old
3: yep JP no new relations no new relations? Right. Isn't that the part of the program? Not yeah. even ones involving
2: defecation, especially, Drew. Especially Certainly you think players, uh, the, that, the that powers the that be would look the other way when they know. heard there was <laughs> defecation
3: <laughs> <laughs> involved.
11: Relationships are supposedly the 13th step, aren't they?
3: That's correct. Uh, but listen. That, that, is, that is what you do not want to do. Let me ask you something, Drew.
2: Is uh, going over to a uh, strange woman's house and defecating on her a relationship, or yes. isn't that more a just real, a weekend? That's a relationship. relationship.
5: Depends on whether you got toilet paper.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>.
11: <laughs> it was just a one-time thing.
2: No relationship. Uh, that's not a relationship, Drew. Crapping on someone is not a relationship. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, when a guy goes in and holds up a liquor store, is that a relationship <laughs> he's having with the guy behind the counter? Yeah, is he those, just those... holding the place up? <laughs>
3: Also, not consistent with the good sobriety. So, I mean, you don't want to engage in these bizarre activities, Well, really. what,
11: what, if, what if it is something that is within that exists within sobriety that it, it, I may want to take part in?
3: Well, part. wait till you've been sober a year and then reconsider it. Was she sober as well?
11: She was very sober, of course. She's in N.A.
3: How long has she been in N.A.?
11: About a year. She's been clean off of drugs completely.
2: She's been in N.A. that whole year? Correct. Well, you got to go into D.A., Dookie Anonymous. <laughs> Dookie Anonymous. Uh, so she's been sober for a year and still... Uh, God knows what this woman was into when she was high. I mean... <laughs> it boggles the mind. <laughs> it,
11: it, does, it. it does
2: boggle the mind. <laughs> think about it. this: This woman has been sober for an entire year and she invites a strange uh, 18-year-old uh, guy to come over and defecate on her. Imagine <laughs> when she was at, effed driver. up on heroin she, and
1: booze. She must be English, that's all I can think. <laughs> Is she English? Well, yes, yeah, she is
11: from America. She's been off drugs for quite some time now. She, I mean, as far as I'm cons- concerned, she has a sh- been off tweak for a week, and I'm I'm still fucked in the gorge. I mean, All right. have
2: the dig that he do, uh, put them in separate sentences. Uh, JP. Correct. Uh, how did she uh, broach the whole defecation topic? Because uh, this is—I'm curious about this. Did, did she ask you if you uh, wanted something to drink, and then uh, made some small talk about uh, the weather, and then went right into the defecation? How did she get into that with you?
11: Well, I—I I went to her apartment, and uh, I made out with her for a while, and I, I did my thing. You know what I mean?
3: Oh, what do you mean?
11: Uh, well. Uh, the
3: clothes were off, it was about that time. All right, but let's, Mike, no I want to new, know how she brought up the defecation. It's fine, but no new relationship. You're, it's you're not a sobri- relationship. You're not even beginning your sobriety yet. Now, is, is don't the, tell yourself you're in sobriety, because you're not. Is the cat dating its it uh,
2: litter box, Drew? <laughs> no. It's not a relationship. I don't
3: have a relationship with my toilet, Drew. You better not. Don't support him on this one. No I, I, new relationship. Drew. Right? Yeah.
11: I'm extremely, extremely glad that uh, I wasn't on heroin because I would have been totally constipated. I wouldn't have been able to perform this.
2: <laughs> and uh, did she want you to defecate uh, where?
3: In, in her living room. This was on her couch. I can't, let's forget this.
2: this uh, is in, not on her, though. Just in the living room. This
11: is BS. It, no, on her. She, was, oh, okay. she wanted this. Okay. All right. She's very
2: healthy. Very healthy. Yes. Well, uh, uh, listen, uh, take her camping. Uh, because this is a problem people have. They go camping. They don't know where they're going to do it. They do it at the filling station down the mountain, and then they go up the hill. Uh, this would solve that problem. Yeah, it's like a, a porta potty <laughs> Bring her to one of those big outdoor concerts. It uh, save a lot of money. People have been waiting in line to defecate on her. All right, JP screwed up, right, Drew?
3: Yeah, it's a mess.
2: Okay. Uh, Matt, 16. <laughs> hey, how are you guys doing? And uh, Drew hears a lot of calls, JP, and when he labels someone a mess, uh, it, <laughs> it, it's it's like uh, calling a three-mile island a, uh, a minor ecological uh, incident. incident. <laughs> That's right. It's like calling the Exxon Valdez. Uh, oh, the guy dropped a uh, cord of 30 weight over the uh, bow of a fishing uh, trawler. Uh, Matt. Yeah. I'd hurry because we got to get to a Blair song.
12: Yeah, okay, this is cool. Blair kicks butt, you and Adam, and, and Drew and Adam, you guys kick ass.
11: <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to have...
2: Yeah, a very subtle the distinction they've drawn there. Thanks for sharing that. Oh, yeah, and you too, Blair. Oops,
3: that's it?
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> what the... <sighs> the hell's going on tonight?
2: I don't know. It's a very bizarre night. I- I'll tell you what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to play a song uh, from Blur off the Blur CD and uh, we'll regroup. And uh, perhaps I'll straighten Drew out on the whole defecation thing. Is number one okay, Drew? Or <laughs> No. Okay. Uh, Look Inside America is the name of the song. <clears throat> Blur is the name of the band and give it a listen.
12: Good morning Laugh by Drink Pepsi, it's good for energy. The bath sun, smoke in the
5: bedroom. So frozen on my neck, nasty bruise. And where it came from, well, I don't know. Who we played last night, it was a good show. Got the clouds at the red check the show
12: nationwide too, So we gotta go
2: Uh, look inside America from Blur, off of Blur, and, uh, we got ourselves a little fax that says, uh, how many bones in the face, how many bones, uh, in the head, and, uh, eight bones, uh, in the skull. I think I have nine. Yes. All right, uh... Uh, Drew, I know uh, radio is a very interesting and new dynamic uh, for you going on your 15th year here on Loveline, but uh, uh, the microphone, oh, that's uh, something that you would want to speak into. It's, it's <laughs> really the only way people can. It's like when you're home, uh, they can't hear you, you know? Yeah. Because you're too far from
3: the mic. All right. Okay. Then we go to commercial. Great.
2: So we just missed the information you were talking about.
3: Uh, I didn't say anything. Okay. All right. That's good radio.
2: <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll be back with a more bizarre show with blood. Hey, the voices
3: are hey, trying to John. throw me off while they're. Tr- while I'm trying to concentrate on this. Okay, you're safe. Thank you. Love line will be right back. Uber smart hmm. is to go for a, these microloan situations. Like prosper. Oh, prosper. That is smart
8: stuff. Mm. 72 hours, you could get 35 grand. What would you do? Pay off the credit cards, start a business, home improvement, prosper. Dot com peer-to-peer lending connecting borrowers like you with investors. No outrageous fees, no raising interest rates, and you'll never set foot in a bank. Just go to Prosper.com/Adam. Check your rate instantly without affecting your credit score. For a limited time, by the way, they're offering my listeners a and our listeners a fifty-dollar Visa prepaid gift card. When you get a loan, go to Prosper.com slash Adam. That's Prosper.com slash Adam. Drew! Other restrictions
3: apply. See site for details. Gift card is issued by Center State Bank of Florida, pursuant to license from Visa USA, Inc. All personal loans are made by WebBank, a Utah chartered industrial bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Buying a car can be a stressful
8: experience, but true car is changing car buying forever. Yes, TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register TrueCar.com, to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. Ah,
2: the Squirrel Nut Zippers. Nice guys, except for, uh, what's his name? Who? Who is the guy from the Squirrel Nut Zippers? Uh, I'll never have to do this with blur, but, uh... Was it Tom? Once in a while we have a guest. I, have to, I shut his microphone off uh, oh, yeah, yeah, 15 yeah. times, yes, did I guy. not?
3: Yes,
2: yes. The guy was getting out of hand. I just said, uh, Engineer Mike, uh, shut off his microphone. And uh, he shut it right off. <laughs> and he'll do it. Why, uh, Engineer Mike, uh, shut off Drew's microphone. All right, try to talk, Drew. Right, come on, don't be an a-hole. All right, let me try to talk into your mic. Uh, test one, two, see, it doesn't work. That's what I love. I love when he does my bidding. All right, uh, Graham and Dave are here.
7: <laughs> All right, <no> okay. <laughs> All right enough's
2: enough, uh, Engineer Mace. Not funny, anyone. Uh, Graham and Dave are here from Blur. Um, Damon and uh, Alex were in here, and now they're out of here. And maybe we'll have a big reunion uh, in here in a few minutes. But uh, we're, uh, during the commercial, uh, we're talk- Drew's house is uh, flooded uh, last night. His wife called uh, crying at 1130 last night, wanted to talk to me about uh, how to get the water. <laughs> like I'm the uh, Pied Piper of uh, Pasadena or something, how uh, to remove all this water because the kid uh, stuffed something in the toilet, right? Right. Uh, and let me tell you a toilet story.
3: Well, and By the way, Adam was very sure. He goes, oh, get a broom, get the water out, just turn on, <laughs> turn on the heat, open the windows, everything. <laughs> I went home last night. The house was under water. We had to have a crew of people in there one in the morning. Uh-huh. We we're, were able to sleep. Beautiful. It was wonderful. Yeah, I'll, I'll bet. All the stuff going on. <laughs> the blowers hey. turned on. They're ripping the carpet up, taking the t- taking a huge bags of the of the padding underneath. All oh, the padding gone. oh! They gone. pulled the carpet up. you're
2: screwed. Any of them take liberties with Susan? No. Nah. Sometimes when you call guys in late night, you know, to work, they think that means something else. Yeah, very evil, man. Very <laughs> evil. Uh, one time, let me give you a quick toilet story. Uh, it has nothing to do with, uh, with uh, Dookie or excrement or anything like that, I promise you. I was uh, watching a friend of mine's dog and uh, Great uh, Chocolate Lab. And uh, a hard, uh, the dog played with a hard rubber ball. It was the uh-huh. size of a tennis ball, but it was pure rubber, mm-hmm. hard as a rock. And uh, the dog used to drink from the toilet. Mm-hmm. And the dog dropped the ball into the toilet. And the ball went down just out of sight and wedged itself into the toilet. And uh, lo and behold, the toilet starts overflowing uh, some hours later. And I, okay, the thing, but I can fix stuff myself. Um, so I say, okay, I'm going to handle this. So first thing I do is I go rent one of those snakes. And uh, do they call a snake a snake? In England, they call everything something else. They call it like a, a...
5: snake's a snake in England. Yeah, yeah it is. It it,
2: like a plumber's <laughs> snake.
5: I wouldn't force one down the loo.
2: It's a, well, it's a metal oh, yeah. uh, thing with yeah, like a you handle yeah, on it. And uh, the so there I am, and I'm, I'm, I'm pushing it into the, into the uh, toilet, and, and it I'm, 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 I'm trying to, and it stopped. Yeah. Because this rubber ball... Did you know the ball was in there? I had no idea. Right. And the rubber ball's out of my sight, and the rubber ball is uh, an inch bigger or half an inch bigger than the diameter of the hole it needs to fit through, <laughs> and it's pure rubber. And I'm taking this snake, man, and I am just doing battle with this toilet, like uh, Excalibur, uh, trying to remove uh, the sword from the rock. I mean, I am fighting with thing. I'm ramming, and I can't and it's all bunching up in there, and I can't see thing, and it doesn't do anything. So my next move is I pull the toilet. Oh. <laughs> I actually unbolt the toilet. I've done this many a time. I remove the toilet, and I look down the, the hole there. Not there. Nothing going on there. <laughs> Now, I've, I've, I've established that the toilet isn't the problem because there's only about three inches of the toilet that I can't see. There's a little um, jog at the bottom of the toilet, a little trap that uh, traps air so it doesn't get the sewer smell coming right back up. And that's where the ball is. Now, I then, uh, someone tells me, get up on the roof, uh, stick a hose down the uh, vent pipe, which goes up to the roof, and turn it on full. And that'll blow whatever, something must be in that vent. I'm up on the roof, I'm down on the thing, the toilet's removed, it's in the living room at this point, I'm ramming uh, stuff into it, and uh, I think I just took a crap in the hole in the floor uh, <laughs> uh, uh, from that point on. Uh, see, I had a much better story in my head
1: then than what you were telling I thought you were going to say the dog tried to follow the ball down and got his snout stuck around the U-bend or something. I well, that would have been, I li- and
2: I put the snake in the dog's ass uh, <laughs> trying to get through uh, to the ball, That would would've, that would have been better radio. Mike, twenty you're on Loveline.
12: Hey guys. What's hey.
2: Up? None. Of them. Uh,
12: first of all, I have to say, Blur, you guys are cool. I've heard, uh, just heard your two songs on here, and you guys sound pretty good. Thank you. Um, Adam and Drew, I've been listening for a long time. You guys are cool, but I gotta say something to Drew. I agree with your uh, philosophy on acid and how bad it is, uh, because I just took uh, a couple days ago. I took three hits. And I watched, uh, Adam would know this, but I watched The Wall, got really into it. Right. And...
2: That's Pink Floyd. Right?
12: Yeah, yeah. Forgot to breathe. I really? Got, I was so messed up, I forgot to breathe.
2: Uh, wouldn't that be something that you would do... Uh, there certain
3: things uh, that you do, like, uh, it's like your heart doesn't forget to beat. Yeah, but if you... But one of the things that sedating substances do is suppress your respirations and that's how you die of drug use
12: but is that forgetting
2: to breathe or is no, that no it's, a, a,
3: it's, a, it's an effect of the drug
12: all Yeah, right. I, I figured that I was yeah. you know messed up on acid pretty much and
2: uh, you took three tabs huh? well
12: yeah I took um, they were like white blotter and I took uh, each of them uh, two hours apart
2: uh-huh. and, uh, let me ask you this I've uh, never I, all I've taken is half a tab of acid in my entire life and okay. that was spread out over six years so I really didn't feel any effect No, I did that one day, but the point is this: Uh, How much more effed up could you be? You know what I mean? I mean, two tabs of acid—wouldn't that? How much more? How much further do you need to go? Well, the wall isn't going to take you any further. Well,
12: this stuff uh, (laughs) was—you take this, and you're pretty much tripping for twelve hours straight.
2: I nightmare. I drank a uh, Mountain Dew and watched Stop Making Sense once, and that's as close as uh, I've ever come to this one. All right, so you took three tabs. You forgot to breathe. Yeah, I... And what finally reminded you?
12: Well, I just kind of was sitting there. I'd started the movie again, and it got maybe five minutes into it, and then realized I haven't taken a breath in a while. And then at that time, uh, it was so forceful that um, I had to... I guess the body kicked in, and I threw up trying to open up my uh, wind tunnel. And I sat there for five minutes and was super hyperventilating.
2: Uh-huh. But, uh, so what is your, uh, where do you disagree with Drew?
12: Well, I don't disagree with Drew. I, I agree with Drew on his drug, on the philosophy of drug use because if you can get that screwed up that you forget to breathe, then what else are you going to forget? And, well, how do, you how do
3: you think people die from drug use?
12: Yeah, that's, I came close to dying. And, it's
3: and, scared. what do you have
10: something and forgot this concludes another podcast1.com program.
8: Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but TrueCar is changing car buying forever. Yes, TrueCar helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the TrueCar certified dealer network, and TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these 3 steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your TrueCar savings certificate and take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings, Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com.